0: <laughs> all right. How's it going, guys? It's We Talk Sports here with your hosts, me and Ryan Horst. We're being joined by Joshua Wine and Griffin Bauer. And today we're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs and uh, the NBA and the college championship. So first, we're just going to get a rundown of all the playoff games and we give our predictions. So obviously for the NFC, we got the Seahawks Niners, the Giants Vikings, and the Cowboys Buccaneers. AFC, we got Chargers, Jaguars, Dolphins, Bills, and Ravens versus Bengals. So uh, I guess we'll start out with the Seahawks Niners. And so I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that game.
1: Yeah, I was excited to talk about this game because even though I am a big Niners believer, I do think they're the most well-rounded team the NFC has right now. One flaw that they do have is the quarterback Quarterback. position.
0: Even though
1: Brock Brock Purdy... Even though he's been real good so far, I, I just don't have faith in a rookie quarterback to take his team out of the conference, um, Yeah, especially the last pick in the draft. I kind of have a feeling that he, there's kind of no pressure on him, you know, the first couple like, no expectations. Now he has expectations. I feel like he's going to fold under pressure, though I do think the Niners will take care of the Seahawks uh, the first round. I'm going to say 24-10 Niners.
0: I completely agree yeah. with that. You know, the Niners are one of the most re- well-rounded teams in the entire league. As you said, you know, some of the best weapons around Purdy. But come playoff time, we'll see how he plays. It's a whole different ball ballgame. Um, I'm just going to have to go with the safe option here with the Niners. I think that's the easiest pick here. And, Josh, what are your, what's your take on that? I hear you're about to speak.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the Niners have so many options and
0: ways to beat you, and they're healthy.
2: Um, I think the Niners do win as well, 28 to 20, just cause Seattle kind of cooled off in the second half of the year, but it's also uh, a division game. So they've already played each other twice. So I don't think either way it's a blowout.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Griffin, you do know what they say. It is hard to beat a team three times in a year. That is true. That is true. You know, my take on this game, I, I, not really sure yet if it's going to be a close run or not, but I do think that the 49ers are going to win this game. I mean, look, Brock Purdy's a new quarterback, but it's not like Geno Smith has been living under the spotlight for years now. I mean, this is his first season where, like, he legitimately showing that he can play quarterback consistently as a starter at an an elite level. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I can't recall. I don't believe he's been in a playoff game before. Um, and, you know, this will be a test for both quarterbacks. Um you know, a lot of people are high hopes for the 49ers. I, I am one of them because, I mean, I in that Shanahan offense, you don't really need to, like, do much as a quarterback because you have so much around exactly. you. So I think, you know, this will be a test to see if Brock Purdy can handle the pressure being in the playoffs. I'll go 49ers, I'm going to say 24 to 10. I think someone might have said that, actually, but that's my prediction. Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, we all agreed on that one. Um So next one, next one up in the schedule, we got the Chargers versus Jaguars. and. Um this is a this should be a good game, you know. Peterson uh coming back into the playoffs, uh versus Herbert. So what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Chargers are consistently the last couple of years one of the most overrated teams in football. Every single year, Agreed. They get agreed. to have Super Bowl hopes, and even coming into these playoffs, I'm seeing a lot of people saying the Chargers are dark horses out of the AFC. I just don't see it. Um the run defense has always been terrible, continues to be terrible. Um, I think the Jaguars are actually going to win this game at home. They're very hot right now. They've won, I think it's like six out of the last eight games. They yep. just beat the Titans to wrap up the division. First playoff Uh Jags fans have been through a lot of pain lately, but I do think Trevor Lawrence is the answer for them finally. Uh, I'm going to take a high-scoring game. I think the Jags are going to win 34-31. On a field goal in the last minute.
0: I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to light it up this playoffs. I think he's going to go crazy. I don't know if we're going to they're going to win the next game, but I 100% agree. I think they will win this first game against the Chargers. Um, I Peterson's got that experience in the playoffs, obviously winning the Super Bowl with Philadelphia. I think Trevor Lawrence is like on the down low, been one of the better quarterbacks in the entire NFL recently. Very um, underrated wide receiver core around them. I just think the Jaguars pull it out. Josh, Griffin?
2: Uh, Yeah, Uh, I agree and disagree. I think the Charters are one of those teams that could easily be a first-round exit, but also could uh, make a run to, like, the conference championship. Uh, The past couple of years, they've, like, had injuries and missed the playoffs, but obviously this year they made it. And I think they're getting healthy at the right time. Obviously, they got Boza back. uh, And then on offense... Mike Williams was banged up, but he's expected to play, and it's one of the few times Herbert's had all of his weapons. So I'll say the Chargers win
0: 24-20. Okay.
3: That's some good predictions here. You know, I, I, uh, I'm a bit biased towards this game. I've always been a big Trevor Lawrence fan, but I do think Oh, that, really? Yes, yes. I'm sure some of you guys <laughs> know that. that uh, yeah, it, the word's out. We talk sports. I was a Clemson fan, Um <laughs> You know, Trevor Lawrence is yeah, you know, Ryan, I agree. I think he's the answer for this offense and I think this is the year that he finally has enough tools to get on by. I mean, last year he had Urban Meyer as a coach. Don't even want to talk about that. Didn't really he's have a great much coach. going on Yeah, sure, sure. Uh we have, you know, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. And, I mean, Ryan, you mentioned that the run defense for the Chargers is, you know, not that great. You have Travis Etienne, who's really picking it up at the end of the season now. And a lot of people forget about Trevor Lawrence's rushing ability as well. So I think, you know, if the Jaguars stick to a run-heavy offense for this game, and I think if the defense can step up and lock down explosive players like Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, um, and, you know, stop Justin Herbert from making explosive plays, I think the Jaguars can win this one. I think I don't think it's going to be incredibly close. I, I say 38-27 Jaguars. Okay. Um so if you take a look at the schedule next
0: up we got the Dolphins versus the Bills and uh for this one for me, I think the Bills win easily. Um I, you know, the Dolphins have been struggling recently. Tua has been banged up all year. Um three concussions this season. Uh I just think going into this, the Bills have the momentum to get a pretty easy win. So, yeah, yeah what are your guys' I'll, thoughts?
1: I agree with that. I think, like, within the last hour, Tua actually just got ruled out. So, oh,
0: okay. yep, Thompson
1: heard about Thompson is getting the start at quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I kind of wish that uh, either the Patriots or the Steelers made the playoffs. Cause I think they would have put up a little bit of a better fight. Um Dolphins just aren't going to have enough on offense, even though they do have Jalen Waddle, they do have Tyreek Hill. Um, there's really been no run game recently. Mostert yeah. has been been performing well, but last couple weeks, teams are just stacking the box because they know there's no aerial threat. So there's been no run game recently. Offense has been stagnant. Um, they barely won last week against the Jets. It was 9-6. to six. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Um, the Bills are still going to be inspired by DeMar Hamlin. They're going to want to put on a good performance for him they're obviously not going to want to go home. So I'm going to think the Bills are going to win this game pretty handily, 27-6. Uh, okay. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I mean kinda... – it... Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Yo, Griffin, you got to <laughs> let Josh go, man. I'm uh, sorry, guys. Guys, it was very rude uh, of me.
2: No, uh, but I agree. I think Buffalo wins this one pretty easy. Uh, obviously, no Tua. And then this Dolphins team hasn't really looked the same in the second half of the season. They started off like 7-1 and one or whatever. And then I think with the Bills playing for Damar as well, I think Buffalo wins pretty easy. I'll say 31-10. to
3: Respect that. I agree. Very close to my prediction. I mean, you know, Josh Allen definitely has been a bit streaky towards the end of the season with the interceptions he's been throwing. But, like, I mean, if two is not even playing, this game, I I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, You know, you do have some electric guys in that Dolphins offense, but it's not enough, and we've seen – in past games, that even with those guys, it's not always enough. Um, yeah, the run game's weak. I, I just don't think this is going to be close, especially if the Bills put on a performance for their fans who always show up. I'd say, uh, I'm going to say 34-17.
0: Okay. Um, next game on the schedule, we're going back to the NFC. We got Giants versus Vikings. So what are your thoughts?
1: All right. So everyone is, everyone is on the Giants for this game. Um, I know the Vikings. I wouldn't even say the Vikings are overrated because nobody rates them. I know the the Vikings seem overseeded. I would like to put it.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, nobody you know, the rates three
1: them. Seats a bit high for them, but um, I still think the Vikings are actually going to win this game. Uh, I do like the Giants and I like how they've been coached, but I just think the Vikings have more talent, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Kirk Cousins has looked good. Dalvin Cooks explosive. Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league. T.J. Hawkinson, you know Adam Thielen—they just have so much offensive firepower. And I know their defense hasn't been all that good, uh, but I'm still not the biggest believer in Daniel Jones. I don't look at Daniel Jones and say, "Yeah, he's going to be the guy that gets it done and exposes his Vikings defense yet again." Uh, so we saw these teams play a couple weeks ago, uh, right before Christmas, and the Giants barely lost that game on a last-second long field goal. I think it's going to be a similar kind of game. It's not going to be a blowout, but I do think the Vikings win this one. You know, kind of by a larger margin than a lot of think. I still think it's going to be a one-score game, but I'm going to say Vikings win this one, 28 to 21.
0: Yeah, I well, I I just I, I part of me really wants to pick New York, despite them. You know, I'm an Eagles fan, despite them being our rivals. But like you said, the Vikings are just too talented. Dable is a never. Been, he's never been a head coach in the playoffs. You got Daniel Jones, who obviously has looked pretty good, but can he be that quarterback the, that can lead you to a playoff win? Um, you know, the entire offense has just been Saquon, 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 and that I just don't think that can sustain in the playoffs. Um, yeah, for me, Vikings get a close win. I don't think it's good. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello. I can hear you, Griff. I can't
2: hear oh.
1: anyone.
0: Should you guys cut
1: out for me too? But I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What what, the, what just happened?
1: Yeah. I have no idea. Craig, me, what actually. just
0: happened? Wait, do you guys hear my talk about the Giants and the Vikings? Yeah. You just went. You went
3: out what after talking about, like...
1: I, I heard some of it, and then it just cut out.
3: It just randomly cut out. Oh. But, um... <laughs> what
0: I was saying was, you know, kind of just going like with what Ryan was saying, was how talented the Vikings are. Dable's a, you know, first-year head coach. Um... He's never been a head coach for the playoffs. Daniel Jones, I just don't think, can uh, get a win for the Giants in the playoffs. And just relying on Saquon is not going to work when it comes to playoff time. So I think the uh, Giants will take the loss in this one against the Vikings. You guys here at that time?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All
0: right, right, Griffin or Josh, what are your thoughts? I'll
3: let you know I'm going to let Josh go.
0: What a generous! Uh, game. Uh, I think this is the closest game of the
2: first round. Uh, I agree. The question is obviously: Does Kirk Cousins show up because he's got the reputation Mr.
3: of Mr. Time.
2: playing bad in primetime? Um, but I think I think the big reason I have Minnesota winning is I don't think anyone on the Giants can slow down or stop Justin Jefferson, and I think he's the difference in the game, and I'll take. Uh, minnesota to win 23 20
3: okay josh you took the words right out of my mouth and you almost had to oh, did he? me i was gonna say mr prime time you know what as much as he is mr prime time he still has justin jefferson I, I was just looking at the giants roster to refresh uh, my mind and yeah there's absolutely no way none of those guys can guard justin jefferson Jair alexander put on a show against him last week but if you can't slow down justin jefferson You can't slow down the Vikings' offense because they have so many other weapons back there. Um, And my prediction is 24-20. So it's going to be a close game. It's it's the one I'm most excited for.
1: All
0: right. So now we're up to the Ravens versus Bengals. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game, too. Obviously, the Ravens have looked pretty bad since like week 12 or 13 whenever Lamar went down. I do think he'll come back and play in this game. Questions about his future in Baltimore, uh, his contract. But uh, a lot of people are kind of writing the Ravens off. They're saying the Bengals are going to win this by a blowout. Spread for the Bengals is minus seven, which is really big for a six versus three game. The other yeah. season, three game, the Giants are only plus three. Um, I think the line should be more like that. I think the Ravens should be like plus three. Um as much as I want to take a Ravens upset I still think the Bengals will win this game. Uh they're on a heater to end the year. They haven't lost in a long time. Uh they've only lost two games since week 2. Um I think they were on pace to beat the Bills too even if that game didn't get paused. They were up 7-3 and they looked great. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Bengals will win this game. I think it'll be closer than some people think. I'm going to take 27-23. Joe Burrow is going to drive down the field in the fourth quarter and score.
0: Yeah. The Bengals are just too good. Um, it, I, like I, like you said, I really want to pick the Ravens. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but Joe Burrow, in my opinion, has been, is probably a top three, top two MVP candidate for me, if not one. Uh, I think the Bengals get a pretty, pretty good win. Um, around the same score prediction for me as well, for you. Um,
2: I actually disagree because it looks like Lamar's not going to play. And even if he does, I think it will be far from 100%. The, uh, the Bengals are one of the hottest teams right now, and I think the experience of last year of getting to the Super Bowl but losing uh, is a big factor for him this year. And I think yeah, with Huntley or
3: whoever's that quarterback for Baltimore – Cincinnati wins pretty easily, twenty-eight thirteen. Okay, interesting. You know what? Me and Josh are just on the same brainwave because I completely agree. Um, I don't even think it matters if Lamar Jackson is in. I, you know, he doesn't have a ton of pieces around him. Obviously, he can make things happen on his own, but at some point, it gets to a point. It's a playoff game. You know, Bengals don't have a terrible defense. You're playing against a team that, you know, you can't always just make things happen on your own. I think the Bengals offense is just Insane. I don't think, you know, I, the Ravens have a good defense, but I don't think it's enough to stop the Bengals. I'm saying 35-24.
0: All right. So now with our final wild card playoff game, we got the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. And um, I've been seeing some stuff online. A lot of people picking the Buccaneers. but ah! uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Cowboys on this one. Um, I haven't seen enough out of Brady barely squeezing out of the division into the playoffs. Um, I just think the Cowboys get a fairly easy win. You know, they got the run game. They got a very talented defense. Dak Prescott's healthy. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has been torching defenses all year. Um, I think the Cowboys should get a pretty easy win um, in the wild card round. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan, to you. I'm sure uh, uh, he's um, going to pick the Cowboys as well.
1: As much as I appreciate the the praise to the Cowboys saying they're going to get an easy win, there is no such thing as an easy win for the Cowboys in the playoffs. Cowboys have <laughs> won two playoff games in my lifetime. Um, one in 2014 against the Lions, in which the Lions got robbed because the Cowboys had an obvious PI get overturned or not called okay, against them. So they won that game and then against the Seahawks in 2018. So they haven't won a playoff game in five years now, unfortunately. And a, a couple other interesting points that work against the Cowboys, as I'm sure you guys have seen, Tom Brady is 7-0 and against the Cowboys throughout his career. He's never lost to them. And then actually a point that was brought up by Jason Garrett, of all people, <laughs> uh, on ESPN the other day, is that the Cowboys this year are 1-4 in, in away games that are played on grass. Uh, one, of games, <laughs> one of those games was week ESPN one against the Buccaneers. Stat, it is an ESPN stat, but it's important. One of those games was in week one all the way back in September against the Buccaneers when the Cowboys didn't even look like an NFL team. They lost that game 19-3. to So, I do think the Cowboys win simply because they did look bad against the Commanders last week, but I, I don't even think they game planned for that game, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't even think they practiced for one second the week. I think this is their second straight week game planning for the Buccaneers. I think they knew they had no shot at the NFC East title, especially when the Giants announced they were starting Davis Webb. Um, I think they were game planning for the Buccaneers two weeks in a row. Uh, Obviously, it was an abysmal performance against the Commanders, but I actually think the Cowboys are going to come out and look great on Monday night. The problem is I think the Buccaneers are also going to look great. I actually have this being a really good game. Uh, coming down to the wire, and I do think the Cowboys are going to escape. Is that a little biased? Probably, but I do think the Cowboys are going to escape. I think I think it's going to be a like a a field goal game. I think Brett Maher is going to have to come on and uh, kick a field goal in the final seconds. I'm going to say 27-24 Cowboys, but again, I could I could see this going either way. I'm really pulling for a Cowboys win. Uh, we'll see. I think the Cowboys do win. We'll see.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, the Bucks haven't really shown at all this year that they're true contenders. And although you don't want to count out Brady in the playoffs, I just don't see the Bucks winning this game. I think if Dallas uh, gets powered and Zeke, who, who I think is the best uh, running back duo in the league this year, if uh, they can get both of them involved, and
3: they'll win the game
0: 27-17. Okay.
3: You know, I I think this is going to be a really good game as well. And as much as people uh, love to write off Dak Prescott, um, if he can, I think a lot of this game comes down to him. It's going to be a great quarterback battle. You got Tom Brady, who's like 87 years old, out there playing. And you got Dak Prescott with a brilliant offense around him. If he can cut down on the interceptions, if he can stay focused, if he can stay poised, I think Cowboys are going to sneak away with this one too. You know, just like all of you guys have said. The Buccaneers, let's be honest, they have not shown that they're contenders. Now, they do have Tom Brady, but if, you know, if they look like they've been looking like, I don't see this game uh, going in their favor. My prediction is very similar to yours, Ryan. I'm saying
0: 27-23. Interesting. So now we're going to uh, transition over to college football with the uh, championship game with Georgia. Um, Uh, That's not really my expertise here. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of discuss this. I didn't even watch the game. So what are your guys' thoughts on the college football championship?
1: Uh, Before I get into the championship, I would just like to point out that uh, this is a We Talk Sports Legacy podcast because we were all just unanimous on our playoff picks, which means we could go as a group. We could collectively go uh, six for six or over six. Or anywhere. That is true. <laughs> so I'm going to say, if we talk sports unanimously, unanimously goes six for six. Uh, in AJ Brown has playoffs, to watch it. People are going to have to start tuning in because <laughs> I, I, I agree. You're finding, I agree with that I agree. You're not going to be finding that kind of accuracy anywhere else. Not even on ESPN. Like well no, said. You know, I
3: think you know I made my apology to NFL players last week. I think they're finally <laughs> starting to listen. Um, this could be a great year for We Talk Sports.
0: We could have Cooper Cup and A.J. Brown tune in. Like,
3: <laughs> Some of the best receivers in the game have, I, I can report that they have told people that I know that they would listen.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, yes. All right, so, so, so on we'll to the see. college
1: football championship. Uh, what an absolutely ridiculous showing of a game. Yeah, my God. 7 in the, in the, This is why I'm not a big fan of college football. I love college basketball, but I'm not a huge fan of college football. How are you going to have a 58-point game be your championship? And it's like a blowout. Every single year is a blowout. The last close game was like five or six years ago. I saw Uh someone saying like, yeah, the Super Bowl has blowouts too, but no one ever complains about that. The last blowout in the Super Bowl was like 2014. It's been almost a decade. You get like one per ten years of Super Bowls, you get a blowout. Exactly. This this wasn't even it was a
3: the game was over by midway through the second quarter. Yeah, speaking of midway through the second quarter, that is when uh, I stopped watching the game because I was done. I was a little upset, you know i I've been telling my friends for a few weeks now. I would much rather have a good championship than two good playoff semifinal games. Now, don't get me wrong; that was awesome to watch those two games, semifinals. But I mean, just what? What a bummer, man. I don't think anyone wanted to see a game. Obviously, no one wanted to see a game like that. And it makes me wonder what would have happened if if Michigan won, what would have happened if Alabama was in the playoff. It, would things have been different? But obviously, that doesn't matter now because the game is over. What's done is done. Just an absolute beatdown. Terrible way to end Max Duggan's, uh, you know, time there. A pretty good season for him. And, uh, you know, a Georgia team that will be remembered for uh, – For centuries decades yeah however long
1: and to top it all off georgia their schedule is already set for next year and they have one game out of 12 games one of their 12 games is against a team that had less than five losses so 11 times next year they are playing a team that had more than five losses this year they play three yeah. FCS teams. It's just that they're already, they're already a playoff lock for next year. I Again, would also agree we that talk they're sports legacy take, We talk sports legacy take a year before the playoffs. I'm saying Georgia's already a lock to be back in the playoffs next year.
3: I went in there's on this just, too. They, I, think, I agree. There's just way too much con-
1: like continuity in college football. I know TCU is a Cinderella run, and that was nice to see, but there's just not enough diversity and not enough fun for me to enjoy the sport as much as other people do. I don't know.
0: I've attempted to get into it. I just couldn't. Um, unless I went to those schools, uh, I just don't really see um, the joy in watching a college football game that I have watching a Philadelphia Eagles game on a Sunday night. I just don't have that same joy watching college.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of people are going to be mad about this, even though no one's going to be listening. If if anyone ever comes across this, they're going to be like mad AJ about it because I, I know. I know a lot of college football fans that love <laughs> the sport um a lot of guys, I don't I just don't understand how people don't see an issue with a 58 point championship game. That's supposed to be the second best team in your
3: whole sport and that's what they do on a on a championship game? Yeah, you know, I myself I would consider myself a pretty big fan of college football, but that definitely just does hurt the sport's reputation. Uh you know, I think a lot of people overlook it. Um usually when it's like two big SEC teams or you know, they'll give the the second place seen the benefit of the doubt. But there, there's absolutely no room for benefit of the doubt when you score seven points and you give up 65 points in a championship game. I mean, correct me, did Georgia score 65 points this year in a regular season game? Uh, if they did, it wasn't against any worthy opponent. Exactly, I mean, exactly. I mean, th- it was just crazy to see that. I was blown away. And obviously, I didn't even see the entire thing because I turned it off.
1: Georgia, Georgia put their backup quarterback in, true freshman, uh, yep. and they were still scoring at will uh, against TCU's number one offense with their entire second-string offense. They didn't even need Stetson Bennett.
3: They Mr. didn't. He's year old
0: <laughs> I think uh, one thing we can uh, take from this is that uh, TCU needs to uh, watch Griffin Dower's LV football uh, highlight tapes. You know what? I on think the that would serve
3: very well. I, you know, I, I just like to shout out for all the football players listening, all the GMs <laughs> that I did have an interception when I played. Um, one year that was a great year for me. Um, I played defensive tackle as the lightest kid That's on the team. I mean. Um, and you know, I know defensive tackle is a tough position to find nowadays. So if you need someone, just let me know.
0: And honestly, just put on some uh, Brett Penelli Tohican 8th grade highlights. Well, that would be you'll, even you'll better. See some I mean, magic. You'll see some magic.
1: I, yeah, if you prediction. want to be the next Brock Bowers, if you want to be the next Brock Bowers, just watch Brett Pennelli's, uh <laughs> Tohican highlights. He was a tight end, nicknamed Butterfingers.
3: Butterfingers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. If you want to be the next Brock Bowers, just watch that.
0: Now, if you want a real kicker on your squad.
1: <laughs> <what> a, <laughs> oh, after you hear Stevie West Ryan Horse highlights. That's what yeah, you,
0: you, should do. It. you should how do. How it. many points did TCU score?
1: Less points than I scored against Penn Ridge.
3: Woo! <laughs> I mean, this, <laughs> this kid is insane. Bold prediction. You know, it's going to come down to it one day. Fake extra point. Ryan Horse throws it to Brett Penelli in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. Bold prediction. You're hearing it here on We Talk Sports. <laughs> Can I drop it? <laughs> and, drop
1: and on the drop it he drops. <laughs> Okay, but speaking of that, can we talk about the HBCU championship? It would look like that, that last play of the game. Where yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Damn. It's all right, all, right, all right. Moving on. Let's get into the NBA, Brett. Lead us in.
0: All right, so we've got NBA All-Star voting coming in. It's going to be done, what, the 21st, I believe? Um, We've had some interesting uh, contestants in there, you know, uh, who do we got in there? We got, like, uh, Kevon Looney, Derek Rose, a couple other guys. What are your guys' thoughts on the, uh, um, the
3: fan voting? Yeah, fan voting needs to go. Um, it's a joke. It's a joke. Derek Rose
1: has been in the top 10 since, like, 2012. Even in the years he didn't play, you would always just see Derek Rose in the top 10 no matter what. Um, I think last year, the main reason that Andrew Wiggins was an all-star Starter. I think he was a starter. Was because some K-pop singer kept like rallying his fans on Twitter, who knew nothing about basketball, and got all of them to vote for Andrew Wiggins. So then the NBA banned Twitter voting this year. But I think they need to take it a step further and just get rid of fan voting altogether. It should be like the All-Pro teams are done. Just have the the AP guys who actually know about the sport and have some players and coaches vote. Uh, I don't think fans need to vote anymore.
0: I 100% agree. I'm pulling up the contestants right now to figure out, like, um, who um, is on there. Because I, I just know a few that stood out to me, like on, Looney. Um, not a bad player. All-star? I don't know about that.
3: Um, yeah, currently voting right now, so um taking a look at it. There's a lot of weird players on here. Name a few.
1: Yeah, while, while you guys are looking for that list, I would just like to say uh, – I will be at the 76ers Thunder game tomorrow. So, for all our fans out there, I'm going to try to get Shy Gilgis Alexander uh, to be a guest on our next podcast. So, make sure you tune in next week. Shy Gilgis Alexander. I think you should uh,
0: hold up a sign
1: saying, we
0: talk sports, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Please. Tell your
1: friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Shy Gilgis Alexander is going to be on the podcast next week. So, make sure you're listening. I will also be making an attempt.
3: Go, go. go ahead, you go can ahead. go, Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate it. But I was going to say, it, I'm going to try to get James
3: Droz on this podcast. At some oh, point. Yes, that, that would be you awesome. That. Just, I, be, uh, I just wanted to say, I'm just looking out for Ryan. If you do see him at the game tomorrow, please do not ask for autographs or pictures. He's, he's a very busy guy, and I know he just wants to enjoy the game just as much as you all want to. So, James Droz.
1: Uh, Thanks for the advice, Griffin. I'll make sure I do not ask him anything except for his attendance on our podcast.
3: No, 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 Ryan, Ryan. I was saying if our fans were to be at the game tomorrow, I don't want them bombarding you with autographs and pictures. You you just have a lot going on, and I don't think that's what you you know. I think you just want to enjoy the game. Oh, absolutely.
1: I'm going to be up in the nosebleeds because those are the cheapest tickets. I know most of our fans are going to be you know, in the box seats. You know, probably court time. get a lot of walk, rich fans. To just don't come seek me out. I'm a really busy guy, honestly. I don't really have time. I just want to enjoy the game after a long day of just grinding sports research, so I can continue to put out the best podcast every week.
0: <laughs> right. Um, right uh, looking yeah. through uh, here. Uh, we got Bo Cruz on the All
3: Star. Bo Cruz. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know i think he's uh he's actually my sleeper pick this year for the all-star game uh i could definitely see him as the mvp i think adam sandler no not adam sandler um whatever that dude's name is i think he you know he's a great guy He can really coach a kid well so
0: hey, who the hell is adam sandler
3: i actually you don't really know the, you, mean the six, there. you mean the um,
0: Sixers general manager
3: mr 76 general Correct. Correct. Yes, him. Him. He was. Uh, he was really good at what he did.
0: I agree. Um, I think I low key won. Uh, uh, Davis Bertans in the All Star Game. Uh, <laughs> I think that'll be a nice addition. You know, San Diego Surf alumni. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. Or Fernando Bruno.
3: Fernando
1: oh, Bruno is a great player. Honestly, I don't even it's know team he's
3: on. I played against him in two K uh, a few days ago. Remember that. What team is really? Young Griffin? I I don't even remember. I let me check. Maybe it's not the Hawks, is it? I, th- I think it was the Hawks. Well, I know it, he was drafted to the Hawks. Fernando says he's in. Yeah, he's on the Hawks. No, he's on the Rockets. Uh, yep, yep. See, oh, you, yes,
1: know. Yes, yes, yes.
3: you know what, Ryan? If I'm going to be honest, Bruno Fernando, I'm sorry if you're listening, but I, you know, I'm not really checking up on your game, man. Um. Just I'm sorry, but it just you know, recently it's just been tough to check up on your game. All right, guys. So um I was seeing this take um on the internet the other day.
0: <clears throat> we've been seeing an absurd amount of scoring in the NBA as of late. Donovan Mitchell seventy one points, Luka Doncic putting up incredible numbers that we've never even seen before. LeBron dropping fifty the other night, Joel Embiid putting up insane stat lines, and it's happening on a nightly basis. And if you take a look back at like, uh, I believe around like the 60s, 70s, like it's similar stat lines. And that's around the time when the NBA began to expand into more teams to reduce those stat lines. Is it time for the NBA to expand their league and add, a new, add new teams?
1: That is just the most absurd take I've probably ever heard. NBA, okay. If the NBA is expanding, all they need to do is just relocate a team to restore the supersonics. That's the only thing I'd like to see. The NBA doesn't need to expand. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, he scored 71. He's only gone above 40 points four out of 41 games this year. I just saw that stat the other day. Um, You know, Embiid's putting up monster numbers, but I think he's only played 25 games. I mean, this isn't the first time we're seeing this. We've seen it a lot recently. Luka Doncic is putting up numbers similar to what James Harden was doing in Houston, yet people just want to discredit Harden because he was a free-throw merchant. I mean... We're not seeing what we're seeing is not new. We've always seen stuff like this. I do think we have uh, more superstars at one time than we've had in the last like decade. But exactly, the league league doesn't need to expand just because a couple guys are having great years.
0: I think it's more than just a couple guys, but I do agree with what you're saying. But like, let's say hypothetically, this continues for the next four or five years, like a nightly basis, someone's dropping 50 plus points. Like and there's superstars all around the league, would it hurt to add an additional two teams to the league to spread out the talent?
1: I mean, I think they're going to add two teams regardless because the NBA is just trying to expo- expand more into a global market, get more global attention. So I do think they're going to add two teams within the next five to ten
3: years. I don't think
1: it'll be because of the reason they did it before. I think they're just going to try to expand globally and economically.
3: All yeah, right, I, I just, don't, like, I mean, you know, I think if you're a superstar, you're a superstar, and there are just sometimes you just go off. I don't necessarily think for guys like, you know, LeBron James and guys like Luka, like, you don't necessarily need the people around you to be putting up 60 points a game. Now, granted, you know, I'm sure they help in getting you open um, and taking the, the focus away from you, but, I mean, I don't think that would be a reason to expand. Although, I mean, I would like to see the Supersonics back in the league. Um I think that would make it a bit more exciting. But honestly, with all this point scoring, I think it's been pretty exciting to watch. I, I agree. Still, can't we
1: say that, like, yeah, spreading it, like, adding more teams to the league is supposed to spread out superstars. But like, I feel like it's kind of counterintuitive because if Luca had another superstar on his team that could actually score, he wouldn't have to put up the numbers that he is just to keep the Mavs. That, that's what it. I was trying to say. That is true.
0: That's a great point. I was kind of just, uh, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it. I saw it on the internet. I was like, that's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's a it's a good question, but honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, I don't think it's anything to worry about or anything that should happen. The league will naturally yeah. expand over the course of time, but not because of this reason.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think this might be a good stopping point. At, uh, another good episode. Um we cracked over the forty minute mark. Um
1: so yeah, any any last thoughts, um, guys, that you want to share? I'm just gonna say if the Cowboys lose on Monday night, next Tuesday, I'm gonna be absolutely heartbroken on the on next episode.
3: All right. Sounds so I good. Just say, if the Cowboys lose next week, um, I will not be heartbroken, but out of the kindness of my heart, I will not speak of it. Um, for the sake of Ryan's uh, feelings, thank you. Griffin. Okay, Josh, any
0: final thoughts in your first uh, We Talk Sports debut? Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> add.
2: To, I was just gonna add to the All Star talk that uh, uh, an idea that's going around a lot is one of these players isn't going to be a starter: Durant, Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum. And I was. Just wondering, real quick, who you guys think shouldn't be a starter out
0: of this four? Tatum. Uh, Yeah, probably Tatum. Really? Uh, They're they're all so good, though. Um, that's so tough. Like they're all Uh, so good. Like you can't. Like it's like it's just like terrible to even like keep Tatum out of it
1: because he's just so damn good. But like I would have to go with Tatum as well. Durant's recent injury might hurt him because he's gonna be out. Yeah, I was gonna say. So it might be Durant, but I think I think out of those four, Tatum should be the one left out. But it might be Durant.
3: I would, yeah. I was just gonna say my other choice would be Kevin Durant, but I mean he still is just an absolute monster. I don't think it would be fair for any of them to not be starters. But I mean, just sometimes.
0: Yeah. But all right, this episode should be out on Thursday. I hope you guys enjoyed Vlog AJ Brown Cooper Cup. Hopefully. I'll see you guys later. See See ya.